Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the last few weeks for all that you've been showing us about your incredible favour to us. We don't deserve it. Even over the last few weeks, the ways in which we've, we've lived against you, yet you're so gracious and kind. You've given us, Jesus, this incredible anointed King, full of the Spirit, who has come to change everything. Thank you that we can be part of this kingdom, that so many of us here are part of this kingdom, in a relationship with you, being fixed, being forgiven, being restored with this incredible future awaiting us in your kingdom of God forever. So we pray that tonight you would show us just a little bit more, more of your incredible plan, more of Jesus and what he's accomplished for us. And I pray that you'd speak to us and help us to know your love and your rule and the amazing King Jesus. In his name, amen. Amen. So you want to be in Luke chapter 5, page 103 too, that's where we're going to be. Now, I don't know if you've noticed that um, at public events these days, if there's like a famous person people want to see or gather around, there's a new pecking order for how close you can get to seeing the famous person. Um, It used to be that the tallest people would be able to see, but now it's the people with the longest arms. Okay, with your phone. You can't see anything at like a concert or anything because everyone's got their hands in there with the phone. Now, a while, quite a few years back before we lived in London, uh, Vicky and I came down here for the Queen's Jubilee to see the Queen. Vicky, my wife, is a big royalist, right? She's a big fan of the Queen. Um, and I, I met the Queen, so she's a bit jealous. Um, so she came to see the Queen and she thought this would be really exciting. So we, we, she was going down the Thames on a barge and so we lined up, um, waited and waited and waited. Vicky's not very tall, right? Uh, we waited, we waited. I was like this. I saw the Queen again. <laughs> Vicky didn't see the Queen. Poor Vicky. Don't worry, one Christmas we went to Sandringham and we saw the Queen. So she's been able to see the Queen. But she was too small, if only we're doing the story of Zacchaeus tonight. Uh, she couldn't see. She couldn't see the Queen. We're not doing Zacchaeus, but we are doing three stories about people who are on the outside of the kingdom, looking in, who then, by the end of their encounter with Jesus, end up being brought right into the middle of the kingdom with Jesus. Three stories. We've, we've got the leper who we're going to do in the talk. We've got a paralytic and we've got this group of sinners and a tax collector. And these are all people for various reasons who are on the outside of this kingdom, this best year ever. But Jesus brings them right in close. And actually their story, their movement from the outside to the in, represents something of our lives and our experience. Because, you know, over the last few weeks we've been reading about the kingdom of God. This best year ever with Jesus. And I hope you've you've been drawn as I have afresh to Jesus. That He's just incredible. He's so loving. He's so caring. He's so powerful like no other person you've ever met or seen. He's bringing a relationship with God, this kingdom. And you want to come near. You want to have this relationship with God. You want to enjoy this incredible best year ever. But we can feel like Peter... Last time, do you remember Peter's response when he saw Jesus' miracle? Uh, you can see at uh, chapter 5, verse 8, he sees Jesus' power. Simon Peter saw this. He fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. What a stunning response. He, he just sees the distance between this holy man, Jesus, and him. 
And we, in that way, can feel like Vicky on the outside, small. We can feel small and insignificant to God, to Jesus, this incredible man. And you think, well, God's, God's interested in those people, those important people, those Christians who are impressive. He doesn't want me. And when we look inside, when we think about the things we've done, we know where we belong. We belong on the outside of the kingdom. The best year ever, we think, probably for other people. So let's tonight see Jesus and how he takes these people from the outside to the end and then think about how he can do that for us too. So let's have a look at Luke chapter 5 and verse 12. This is the first encounter for tonight. When Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their illnesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Okay, so in verse 12, we have Jesus. He's in one of the towns. And along comes this man covered in leprosy. Leprosy, the skin disease, the skin illness. Now, we've got to understand something about this man with leprosy. He falls under the category, the biblical category of being unclean. Okay, unclean. This was a... In the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, which these guys at this point are still living under, this was a very physical and vivid way of showing an inner spiritual reality. This outer uncleanness, skin disease, representing something inner about all of humanity. And to really see the significance of what's going on right here, we need to go back to the book of Leviticus to see what it means to be unclean and have leprosy. So back to Leviticus chapter 13. We're in the Old Testament. And it is on page one, one, three. Page one, one, three. I meant to have a whiteboard and a pen. Is it too late for that? Can you wheel over a whiteboard for me? Thanks. Yeah, which whiteboard should we use? Thank you so much, James. Oh, sorry, thanks. Beautiful. We'll cut this in the recording. We'll cut this in the recording. Just there, it's fine. Lovely. Okay. Right, uh, Leviticus 13. Uh, so God's giving his laws to uh, God's people to know ha- how they can live with him. Okay, so they, they, they've got the camp, which is going to become the city, where they live with God in the middle. And this is what happens. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when anyone has a swelling or a rash or a shiny spot on their skin that may be a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who's a priest. So the priests are the guys who give the verdict on cleanness, which is going to be important later. The priest is to examine the sore on the skin. And if the hair on the sore is turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is a defiling skin disease. When the priest examines that person, he shall pronounce them 
ceremonially unclean. And then we get more and more verses basically covering any kind of skin nastiness you could imagine. It's grim reading. But there's this category of ceremonially unclean. Now, the reason this was important... Are there any pens? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. The speaker. This is going to get weird. All right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, the reason this is important was uh, within uh, the camp at the time... You, you'll see this in a moment. Within the camp, uh, this was temporary, but they're going to live in the city. Um, you had at the center God's presence, the temple, the tabernacle where God lived. And this place is very holy. Like super holy. Uh, so not just clean, so this is even more divine. This is the Holy of Holies. Um, the, the, the most central section of the temple of the tabernacle. Okay. So the Holy of Holies. This is where God is dwelling with his people. And then you have the bit just on the outside, which um, is still within the, the tent of the tabernacle, which is holy. Um, and so you, you get this kind of grading, and, and it continues, it goes out, and then you get the um, the court, the kind of courtyard. So you're still very close to God's presence. So this is this is a place where there's lots of rituals and things for this ceremonial outer cleanness representing something on the inside. And then you get where everybody lives, uh, the camp or the city. Uh, they're living in the tents. These, this is God's holy people uh, living with God. And so he's there, really, really holy. They can't go in there. Only the high priest can go in once a year. And then the priest can kind of hang out here. The people are allowed to come in here, but they've got to do special washing stuff to do that. But they can live here as long as they are ceremonially clean. So you get leprosy, and you have to go outside the camp. You're out here on the outside. You can't be in the city of God with his people, with his presence. Because God is unimaginably pure, for God to live on earth, you've got to have a place and a people who are pure. And like I said, this outer uncleanness represents an inner moral failure of us all. But that's hard to see. You know, I don't look at you and go, you are morally filthy. (laughs) you, you, You just can't see that. And so God gives us this kind of vivid picture in the Old Testament of things like skin diseases to show what's going on on the inside, which means that if you are unclean, kind of on the outside, representing something on the inside of us all, it's showing that you can't live and enjoy a relationship with the Holy God and his people. It's like if the queen comes to stay, the queen, my friend, uh, if she, you know, she comes to your house, you clean it up. You clean, there's something about who she is that deserves this kind of purity of a place. Well, with the presence of God, he demands and needs this, this purity of people and place to be with us. And then you see the, the real drama of uh, what happens if you've got this skin disease in verse 45 of Leviticus 13. Have a look at this. And imagine the man who's approaching Jesus, okay? Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! 
As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. So these people become like the walking dead. Infectious, they are infectious. And so if they were to touch others with their skin disease, then that other person would become unclean and it would spread. And so they had to cover themselves and had to warn you that they were coming. I'm unclean, I'm unclean, don't come near me. And they lived outside the camp, outside the city, outside the kingdom, far from God's presence. Okay, so back to Luke chapter 5. And picture this man coming towards Jesus. Torn clothes, hair unkempt, face covered. Underneath his clothes, rotting skin, infectious. You can, it's not there, but you can imagine the people running away, screaming, he's unclean, he's supposed to be outside the city, keep away from him. Now as you picture him, remember that God has given this as a picture for our hearts. Can you begin to picture what God sees on the inside of us? This outer leprosy is a window into our hearts. If our worst thoughts... Our real motives, our darkest moments were revealed. If our, if our thoughts were live streams to everybody, we want to cover ourselves up and shout, keep away, keep away from me, unclean. And people would want to keep away from us, wouldn't they? If they knew what was really going on, they'd run a mile. Now some of us then, as we think about being close to God and enjoying a relationship with him, and one day physically close to him, Some of us assume, you know what, we're on the inside of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is for me. I'm decent, or around the edges, but basically I'm decent. And we have a kind of self-confidence about our morality. You know what, I could just walk right into the holy of holies in the presence of God, you know, without breaking a sweat. Hey, God, is me. If that's you at all, take a look at this man's skin and see that as a representation of your heart. The Bible's saying this is what we all like on the inside. Unclean. Which means that we belong outside the camp, away from God. He's too pure for us. He's, He's holy God. So you might not feel desperate, but if but you should. You should imagine yourself constantly having to walk around saying, You don't want to know what I'm like. I can't come near God. Keep away, I'm unclean. Naturally, you and I are, like this man, we're out on the outside looking in. We're on the outside looking in. Now, other of the, others of us will feel very differently tonight. We actually see the spiritual skin flaking off. We see our moral corruption. We see it like a hideous disease. We see how it actually affects others. And we feel very ashamed tonight, desperate. We know we deserve nothing of the Lord's favour in the best year ever. You feel like running away from Jesus and you figure Jesus probably wants to run away from you. Let me lead you to what happens next in the story. Because this man doesn't run away from Jesus and Jesus doesn't run away from him. Look at verse 12. Given everything we've just seen about him, this is extraordinary. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man gets Jesus, doesn't he? Maybe he heard Jesus' sermon back in chapter 4 about coming for the oppressed, coming for the needy. 
And this man thinks, Jesus is the one I need to get me inside the kingdom. Notice he doesn't ask whether Jesus is able to help, it's just if he's willing. He assumes that Jesus can do this. And I wonder if we've forgotten that Jesus is actually able to help us. We think, I'm beyond help. No, you're not. This man didn't doubt that. So this man is slap bang on the outside of the kingdom, but he has he is just the kind of Jesus person Jesus come for, isn't he? He's just the kind of person Jesus is going to do something for. He can just sense it's going to happen. This man knows it is. So let's see what happens next. He's on the outside looking in, and next... Sorry, I didn't put that up for you. He's on the inside looking out. Let's see what happens in verse 13. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Okay, imagine you're in the crowd. You're a good law-keeping Jew. And you see Jesus reaching out to touch this guy. What are you thinking? What are you saying? Don't touch him. Don't touch him, Jesus. You'll become unclean too. That's what happens. You touch the infectious disease, you're going to get it. Jesus, you're going to have to go on the outside of the camp, of the city. Is Jesus willing to make him clean? Is Jesus willing to make him clean? Is he willing to bring him near to God? Can you see how willing he is? He does what would jeopardize his own cleanliness. He touches the man. This is at Jesus' own expense, potentially. Some of you are students. And there's a thing called freshers' flu, right? First-year students, you all get ill. And everyone else around you gets ill. Uh, Ewan has a sister who's a student, and Ewan went to visit. It was Nicholas' sister, actually. It was Nicholas' sister. Okay, your sister's student, she had freshers flu. You visited, has met her sister, and you got freshers flu. You brought it back to your flat. I'm worried for Regis and Charlie, because I think they might be infected. It passes on. Freshers flu passes on. Now, when a clean person touches an unclean person, ceremonially unclean person, according to the law, it gets passed on. Off you go, Jesus, outside. But you see that that doesn't happen at all with Jesus? I can't eradicate your sniffles with my good immune system. I can't, I overpower it. But Jesus somehow in his cleanliness overcomes this man's uncleanliness. And the thing is with Jesus, think about who he is. He's God. He's he's the guy in the middle, in the very holy, holy of holies place. So he's not just clean, he's holy. So this is more than clean touching unclean. This is holy touching unclean. This is like the leper coming into the Holy of Holies in the middle of the temple and touching the Ark of the Covenant. An encounter with the Holy for this unclean man should go, should should send him right outside the camp again, out of the kingdom. But the opposite thing happens. His encounter with the Holy makes him totally clean. It brings him right in instead of going out. The best year ever starts for this guy. Right into the kingdom of Jesus. It's like Jesus takes him by the hand and walks him into the Holy of Holies. Oh, can you see how deliberate it is what Jesus does? The, the touching of him. He didn't have to. He could have done it with a word. We know he can do that kind of thing. Jesus is so willing. He wants to touch the man. He wants to embrace him in his uncleanliness to make him clean. That's Jesus. And then we get this sacrifice thing in verse 14. Which is a bit odd. Verse 14, let me read it. Jesus ordered him. He just changed this guy's life. Don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. What's that about? 
this man needs to do this as a demonstration to everybody around him of how he really is clean, he really is on the inside. Because Leviticus says, Moses commanded, that when your um, skin heals up, you go to the priest, they go, nice and clean, beautiful, go make some sacrifices. And that's, that's like the badge, that's like having a certificate to say to everyone, hey, I'm clean, you make the sacrifices. And so Jesus says, go do that, because that's the language everyone speaks. They'll, they'll understand as you make those sacrifices that you really are clean as a testimony to them, to the priests. So Jesus is saying, go get the certificate of cleanliness. Make sure that they see that this has really happened. But this guy hasn't just healed up. The difference is, Jesus has made him clean. So now, do you see that this man becomes on the inside, but he's this, he's this witness to everyone on the outside. He's this walking, talking specimen of how Jesus has the power to make people clean, take them from the outside and bring them to the inside of the kingdom of God. He's, he's on the inside looking out, showing the priests, and then news spreads. I love it, Jesus always says, keep it quiet, but it never works. The news about him spread all the more, and everyone wants to come. Let me ask you. Verse 13, Jesus says to the man, I am willing. I wonder, do you hear Jesus utter those words to you? I am willing to deal with your uncleanliness. Because those words, I am willing, from Jesus changes everything. Because a lot of us think that Jesus is reluctant to have us. He might touch us with a stick from a distance. Do you picture God tonight ashamed of you? How does he feel about you? Disappointed. He's covering his mouth lest he catches something from you. Now can you hear this instead? Jesus says, I'm willing to make you clean. Can you see him touch your heart of rotting flesh, your moral disease, my guilt? Can you see him totally cleanse you? Just as those, that man's skin healed up, our heart heals up before him. How can Jesus do this? How can he can make people clean? He gives, how can he do it? Turn over to Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to finish with this. Hebrews 13 on page 1212. And Hebrews takes us to the moment that Jesus died on the cross as a sacrifice for us. And this is how Jesus cleanses us, as our sacrifice. But notice where he was crucified. Hebrews 13, verse 11. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering. So he's talking about sacrifices that they used to do in the Old Testament. But then the bodies of these sacrifices are burned outside the camp. Oh, we've been talking about that. So they make these sacrifices. Those, those carcasses now are really unclean, so they take them on the, to the outside of the camp and they burn them. Get this. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate of Jerusalem to make the people holy through his own blood. Jesus suffered where the unclean people go, outside the city. And by dying on the outside of the city of God, what did he do? He made the people pure, holy, clean. 
That's how Jesus can bring you on the inside because he went on the outside, the outside of the city to die for you and with his blood you can be completely forgiven, completely purified no matter what you've done. There isn't one person in the room tonight who deserves to be in the kingdom of God and in the best year ever. But there isn't one person in this room tonight beyond the purifying embrace of Jesus of Nazareth who will bring you right in. The question is, will we be like this man who came boldly to Jesus when he should have kept away, fell on his his knees, cried out in reverence Lord and asked are you willing will you come to Jesus and ask him and will you hear him say I am willing it's incredible this changes everything for us we can be brought into the kingdom so let's pray and give thanks to God for the incredible thing he's done for us and then we're going to see God bring some more people into the kingdom let's pray Lord Jesus Thank you for that moment where you went outside the camp, outside the city. You were rejected, you were despised, people people wanted to keep away from you. You were hideous to them in that moment of crucifixion. You were hoisted on a cross like a curse, like a carcass. Sacrificed for us. Bearing the disgrace and shame of our uncleanliness. Lord, tonight we want to say that we are sorry for the wrong that we've done the wrong things we think and feel and do. Some of us feel dirty and impure. We all are. But thank you for your love that overpowers and overcomes all our uncleanness and all our impurity. Thank you that our hearts can be made white and snow, as pure as anything, just like this man. I pray for each one of us to know what it means through Jesus to come near to you. Lord, if we feel arrogant and feel like we don't really need Jesus' help, bring us to our knees. Lord, if we feel like we can't come in, give us the boldness to come through Jesus tonight. And help us now to see more. Lord, as we continue to see this incredible saviour of ours, show us more of what it means to come into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.